This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, host Tina Dakin-Luke interviews inspiring women on This Is Who We Are. Tina Dakem Luke, and this is who we are. Art is a broad label for many creative pursuits, an umbrella term for imagination and innovation, brought to life in physical 3D reality. Jewelry design falls quite succinctly within this brief. Jewelry design is art, with a crucial aspect being harmony. Harmony of elements. Other elements include balance, proportion, contrast, unity, movement and emphasis. Considering line, size, space, colour, value and texture all combine to create a wearable object. I'm lucky enough to have the designing diva behind Clove Design New Zealand in the studio today. She is creating artisan and funky earrings for the discerning woman ready for a fun and vibrant earring. So grab a drink, pull up a chair, get comfy, and I'll introduce her after this. All is fair in love. Love's a crazy game. Two people about to stay. change with time the future none can see i 
takes his pen to write the words again that all in love is fair. A writer takes his pen to write the words again that all in love is Welcome, Zoe Pullen. Lovely to have the opportunity to chat today. Now, two musings off the bat. One, love the name Clove. Also, love that the branding explains the name, handmade with clay and love. And two, when I first saw your earrings, it took me back to the 80s and the big, bright, fun earrings I loved wearing. Fascinating how fashion recycles with a few tweaks, huh? And I thought your earrings are a bit like lipstick, affordable and a fun way to lift the mood and feel dressed for the day. So, hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So, Clove, how tricky was it to come up with that name? Uh, Actually, not that tricky at all. (laughs) Um, It just sort of came to me. I I thought... um, made with clay and love and I sort of had that idea and and kind of combining the two words so it wasn't it wasn't hard at all. I love it when I first saw it come up on my Facebook feed it really drew me in because I went clove oh that's really sweet. Yes I did worry that people might say is it clove thinking <laughs> clay and love but hopefully people make that <laughs> mental leap <laughs> that it's clove. Yeah. <clears throat> Gorgeous so what first led you into the direction of making jewellery? Um I, it was, it was really organic. It wasn't sort of like a plan, you know. Um, I started doing it, I haven't been doing it that long, only a few months. Um, and I just sort of wanted to give it a bit of a go. I think I came across it via Instagram, seeing some other people and what they were doing. Um, and I just thought that looks really fun. I want to give it a try. And I did. So it was, yeah, organic. I was really impressed when I saw it come up because I went from knowing Zoe to then saying, wow, (laughs) she's just created some jewellery. And I'm really fascinated today to find out what that bridge was that made you go, yeah, actually, I can do that. And then how Mm. you sourced how to do it and Mm -hmm. broke it down into steps. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Again, I I, I must say, I don't think I um, conceived a plan. I just kind of launched into it. I, the medium itself is really flexible and easy to work with. Um, it's a polymer clay I work with, so it's um, basically like a, like a pliable plastic um, that is pliable and soft at room temperature. So in terms of working with it and kind of getting into it, I just went and bought the materials. They were quite hard to find uh, pre-lockdown, mm-hmm. and once the lockdown started, there were lots of delays on getting hold of materials, but... Um, yeah, just went out and bought it. It's easy to come by. You can buy it from craft shops like Spotlight and art supply stores and things. And I just kind of got some and started having a play. Um, I think I've said to you before, there was a big, there is quite a big community of people, art makers making clay earrings. So it was easy to find, um, look online, watch YouTube videos to get some um, insight into the, I guess, the technical kinds of aspects um, and how to work with it. But the 
the creative ideas, just kind of just give it a go and see what you come up with. I like that it sounds so doable and not scary and that you're not putting yeah. pressure on yourself. You're keeping it quite a fun adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I kind of haven't gone into it with a huge plan. Um, I started, you know, playing around and when the lockdown, the la- our last lockdown in August started, I was at home with the kids and things and I just sort of thought to myself, why not sort of put it out there in the world and see, see what other people think and... I think you can second guess yourself and think, "Oh my gosh, will people like what I do?" Um, but I think there's probably there's probably there will be some people out there who like what you do, and that's enough, you know. Just put it out there and see see how it goes. So, how did it feel when you sold your first <laughs> pair it was of quite earrings? Quite exciting. I've had amazing support from you know f- friends and, and things, um, which is wonderful, and that's been a good test bed to actually uh, check sort of how things are going and how they wear and that sort of stuff. But the first pair I sold to a random, you know, unknown customer (laughs) (laughs) was very exciting. (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh, it's out there in the world. And that's cool, you know, like I, um, through Instagram really is how I'm kind of putting putting it out there, that people can find it and people who are interested can sort of seek it out and, um yeah, so it's cool. It must be an interesting feeling to know that somebody is wearing and loving something that you made. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. It is, and I think, yeah, you ju- you know, I'm I'm doing it because I enjoy the creative sort of uh, process of doing it. But yes, obviously, you want people are paying their hard earned money to 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 buy them, and you want them to enjoy wearing them, and for them to wear well and be, uh, you know comfortable and all of those things so that's still you know I'm still working through some of that and making and so always happy to receive feedback from people who've bought to sort of find out how they're going you know I'm really thrilled that you've considered the hypoallergenic of us in the yeah well I am one (laughs) of those I am one of those people you know I've had so many times where I've bought um you know fashion earrings and we all know those stores you Mm -hmm. know that are in the malls and whatever um but that I and I've bought cool, you know, big fashion earrings or whatever statement type earrings, and you get them home and two of the stones fall out, you know, after you wear them one time or and they make your ears sore and bloody and scabby and all mm, of that stuff. It's not, not, not It's not nice. So, so that was that was also part of it. Like I kind of initially was thinking, I'll do this and then I can make some cool things for me to wear. So I'm trying to be my own, you know, best advertisement. <laughs> or your own guinea pig. Exactly. Yeah, true. <laughs> true, true. What has been the most important skill to date that you've learnt and why? Oh, good question. Um, like it's all, it's all been a big learning curve. Um, but as I said earlier, it is quite a, um, a flexible kind of medium. If you start doing something and then you think, oh, I'm not really into that or I'm not into those colours or that pattern or whatever it might be, um, you it's easy to sort of undo it, to unpick the clay or whatever. Um, the, there's a couple of techniques that I've sort of researched that I'd like to try, which I haven't tried yet, and um, I think there'll be – one's called a watercolour technique, mm-hmm. and it involves painting wow. the clay and then putting like a translucent sort of cu- um, clay over the top. But I have done some hand painting of the clay, which was really cool too. I've done a collection called um, Stone Roses, for all the kind of 
I don't know, 40 plus audience out there probably know who the Stone Roses are. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I just painted the clay with acrylic, which was really cool, which was fun to do. That is something that I've um, loved keeping up with is the names that you're coming up with for the different <laughs> colourways that you're creating. Yeah. yeah. And what it, sparks that? And oh. is it a quick or a long process to name it? Um, it, it a mix, like... The, yeah, it's sort of, in some of them, it's kind of like I've come up with kind of the name as I'm sort of doing it in a mm-hmm. way, because I've got an idea of 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 what I want to create or a vibe, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, so it's a bit of both, yeah. And again, like just not overthinking it too much, not thinking, God, does this come across as a bit lame or whatever? Just, you know, come up with a name and go with it. It hopefully will resonate with some people. <laughs> I'm sure it will, and, and I guess you're only as limited as um, colours there are in the kaleidoscope. So Yeah, that's actually one of the really fun parts about doing it is the colour mixing side because, as I say, you know, really pliable material, and it's really easy. And, you know, working through, I bought during lockdown, actually, a lovely lady in Wellington carried it down to me, a pasta machine. Oh, so that's yes. actually how I um, uh, kind of not cure, but... Um, get the clay nice and soft so it's workable conditioning that's the correct word that you use condition the clay so um so that's quite cool yeah wind it through the machine and that how and so you can mix your own colors and stuff that's um it's an exciting bit when you get to that part of your journey when you're starting to use the lingo that at the beginning yes. and you're still learning it all and then yes. it just slips into the vernacular yeah conditioning the clay I do find that fascinating yeah that must be the linguist of it. yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> what does a typical day look like for you when you're choosing it to be a jewellery design day ah um good question there I mean there are basically different sort of several stages in mm-hmm. the process of actually making any a pair of earrings let's say but I never although every single pair I make is individual um they come and I make them as a collection. So you start by making a slab generally. So you roll out clay and you may decorate that however you decide to decorate it. It can be in different ways. You cut out all your pieces and then you have to do the sort of sanding and finishing of those pieces and then the putting them all together with your findings and the sort of finalising, putting the hooks and the backs and all of that sort of stage. So depending on where I am in the process, I might be doing a different stage concurrently with two different collections, if you get what I mean. Yes. So I might be making the slab one day for one collection, but I might be up to the sanding and finishing phase with some others. So it just depends on um, on, on what's going on. And I'm kind of, I've always got more than one kind of collection on the go at once because that sort of keeps it interesting. You're not thinking, oh. Got to go do something. Got to go do this, or it's a, sort of a chore. You know, you can... The, the fun bit is the making, the actual playing yeah. with the clay, um, the really fun bit. I enjoy sort of coming up with the ideas for the how to put the earrings together and the different components. Um, and, yeah, but, you you know, I suppose sanding, eh, probably not that fun. <laughs> so you can do that a bit more relaxed <laughs> yeah, in front of the telly. Totally, and, yeah. 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 And how um, obliging are the family with letting you have this time away and a little bit of space that is maybe yeah. more for you. Yeah, they I mean they've been good. The boys, my sons are all very intrigued by the whole process. One of my twins has been rocking a pair of the clip-ons recently actually. He comes home from school and says, "Can I put the earrings on?" Wumps around wearing them. Cool. So <laughs> So they're fully embracing it. Yeah. <laughs> um but 
yeah, that has been good. And you know, when it's, when I sort of launched onto and sort of started posting stuff on Instagram, and my handle on Instagram is at Clove Design NZ, so people can have a look if they want. Um, that was sort of at the start of the lockdown, and then I decided that I would just put it on, get an Etsy shop up and running um, to sell and see. Because that's sort of what helps you to grow, I think. Yes. And actually, you get feedback from people, and you think, mm, "That hasn't people don't seem that interested in that." So, I won't do that again, or I'll do something different. Um, so, so yeah, the family during the lockdown were, you know, they were getting involved and interested in what was happening and things. How have you found the marketing side? So, with Etsy, and then even thinking what you're going to post on Instagram, mm, or yeah. yeah, yeah, what your vibe is going to be? Not, not the easiest, to be honest. I mean, I'm not sure. Instagram is my natural environment. Environment. Yeah. Be a bit is it anybody? <laughs> well, probably know. if you're 20, it probably is. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, so that's a bit of a learning curve, trying to um, get, you know, and I sort of understand that th- sort of theory of, you know, brand image and you want to get some sort of continuity and all of that sort of stuff and what is your brand voice. But it's quite hard and mm. quite... Um, Time-consuming, yeah, <laughs> and probably not as fun as the actual making side. Yeah. And you almost so. don't want that to quash your creativity by having that as like a weight. I yeah, guess. I um, guess that's probably something that most artist makers grapple with is that is that sort of um, the two sides of the creating, but then also you need to sell what you create <laughs> so that you can then re- <laughs> your, you know um, fund your next round of creativity. Mm. Um, so I guess yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, Instagram. It's, it's it's an interesting space, really. Um, again, I'm I'm just trying to be organic with it and not too, uh, con- not contrived, but just not too sort of uh, strict on myself and too yeah. thought out. Like too that. strategic. <laughs> I'm being very unstrategic. <laughs> For all the business people out there yeah, listening. They'll who... be cringing. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so the material you use is always a polymer, is that right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So what do you use to actually create the shapes? Is it cookie cutters? Yeah, well, yes. Oh, yeah, really? Kind of. Um, but 3D printed earring cutters. Wow. So there's many, many people selling them. Mm-hmm. Not, not many people in New Zealand are doing it. Um, I don't, In fact, I don't really know any that I've noticed that are sold from New Zealand. But I bought some from Australia, Hong Kong, the US, different places. Um, yeah, so they're just exactly like a cookie cutter but not made of metal. I have got some metal cutters that are would be used for cu- uh, like fondant or okay. cake cookies or whatever, um, metal. But... Yes, 3D plastic printed in various, you know, cool designs. And that's, I think, its own little niche it sounds um, it. market. Yes. People designing cool cool shapes and things for earrings and, and for the makers who are doing the earring making. So how many kind of shape ways are you going with at the moment? Is that quite broad or are you keeping yeah. it more narrow? Um, it's not the cheapest to get them sent over and things. So, um, so at the moment I've got a bit of a collection, I think, with just sort of your plain, let's say, as an example, an arch shape, mm-hmm. you know, you can do quite a few variations with that because you can ha- use it with the curved side to the bottom or the curved side to the top. So you can make quite a lot of permutations of the same sorts of shapes and create quite – so you might have uh, the same shape repeated within a collection, but the actual earrings, the way you put them together at the end, will be an individual, will be different. Um 
same with, you know, like using a circle, you can cut them in half and make half circles and put them together with different shapes or whatever. So, yeah, the geometric stuff is quite interesting, playing around with that. It would be. Mm. Your jewellery uses colour in bold and impactful ways. Mm. Is there, because we've talked a little bit about, you know, you choosing your colour palettes and maybe you've got a a certain design that you're heading towards, but are there any colours that have surprised you how well they've gone together that you perhaps wouldn't have... Mm. Wouldn't have imagined. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think you know me and you know that I'm a bit of a maximalist in some of my tastes. So what I think is interesting, actually, is that as a nature, colours go together. Um, You know, you sort of in a way I don't feel like you have to sort of overthink that, that um, if you're putting something together in a um, in an abstract kind of a pattern, you can put many different colours together and can be quite bright because you're only talking about something that's actually quite sm- small in the finished product once you've cut out your shape. Yeah. So when it starts as a big slab, you think, well, that's quite garish. <laughs> it could be quite garish. <laughs> yeah. But because you're only talking about a little a little area. Snip a little, it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not so overbearing, and you think, oh, day glow, you know, day glow yellow and green and purple seems a bit full on, but actually, when you cut it down to size, it, it, it's it's okay. Um, I just remember, you know, growing up, we always used to get told those sayings like blue and green must yeah. never be seen, and actually, I quite like blue and green yes, together. That's so funny you say that because that's actually. Um, I've been working on some necklaces, and blue and green is one of the kind of colourways, sort of that sort of mix between sort of from a turquoise through to like quite a sea sort of green, that soft sort of sea green um, kind of look. So, yeah, and actually that that can look really beautiful together, Mm. that kind of gradation and change. Well, I'll have to keep an eye out. Let me know when that's finished and up and loaded. I'll definitely have a look. Yeah. Do you have a favourite piece yet? Mm. Or is that like naming the favourite child that should never (laughs) be done? Never do that. Um, Do I have a favourite piece? I enjoyed making the painted clay the stone roses collection that was um and what i've also been doing recently which i've really been enjoying is using um silk screens ah. so that's um something which I, a, a lady in poland makes them and so they took ages to come <laughs> but so you know what a silk screen would look like it's yes. like printed um the pattern is printed on and they're quite small like an a6 or something Um, and you put the paint on and you glide it across the surface of the unbaked clay and the paint goes through and you get that pattern um, reproduced on the clay. So that's been really fun playing around with that and different different designs. I bought like I think three or four of those I've been playing with. That's quite good for making um, components. So you get in the finished earring I like to have perhaps if I've made a colourful slab of clay then some of the components, say the stud circles, will be um, a different pattern. So kind of juxtaposing and kind of pattern clashing is quite fun Fine. to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, As I say, sound. which works because it's they're small. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a massive shirt or anything no, that you're committing to. That looks a bit too full on, yeah. What challenges or roadblocks have you traversed so far? Hmm. I think it's probably really all just around your own negative headspace to a degree. Um, that you think, oh, am I doing the right thing or should I, you know, should I bother doing this? Do I, yeah, 
just that stuff, I think. The inner critic. Yeah, the inner yeah. critic. Or the imposter yeah. syndrome that yeah. we all kind of have. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that you that you sort of think, oh, it's, will anyone even like this? Yeah. So that that is probably the main thing that you just have to get over and kind of move through and just sort of ignore, really. <laughs> Do you find that coming back to the creative process can help you out of that? You know, like once you go back into how much you enjoy yes. it. Yes, yeah. You, that can silence Yeah, you're dead part. right. Yeah, I think that's right. Because if, you, if you're getting joy and enjoyment from that, then really what else do you need? Mm. Um, I, you know, the validation of having other people like what you do and buying it would be is fantastic. But, you know, I didn't start doing it with that purpose in mind. So that gives you some freedom. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Any advice for other budding creatives out there? Mm. Well, you know, I guess following on from that, I'd, my advice would just be to give it a go and not and silence that in a negative Nancy and and just yeah get, get, just just try it and and back yourself and just give it a go. Don't um don't listen to that. What are the best ways for mm. the listeners to view the pieces and to get in contact if they'd like to? Okay, so at this stage, I'm selling through Etsy um, and. There's a link to my Etsy store, which is probably the easiest way to find it, is um, through my Instagram profile. My handle is at Clove Design NZ. Um, if you go to Etsy, you'd ha- you could also search for the shop there. There's millions of um, people selling on Etsy, so it can be hard sometimes to find the store. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, Clove Design NZ via Etsy, you'd find it too, I think. Um, and if people want to, you know, and they can DM me via Instagram, I'm also on Facebook, same handle, Clove Design NZ, um, or email me at clovedesignnz at gmail.com. Lovely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your creative process to come and be with me today. Pleasure. And it's been really lovely to be able to sort of peek behind the curtain at your creative process and see what led you from... Uh, being somebody before lockdown to come actually come out of lockdown with quite a um, an amazing and inspirational creative jaunt to your belt. So thank you. Thanks, Tina. It's been a pleasure. Being creative. It's something that I used to be a little scared of, I think because I could only ever do stick figures and not the best. So I really love being able to see all of the creative avenues that people in New Zealand are accessing their own own creativity and able to express that out into the environment and the world. Today, you've been listening to Zoe. What I'd really love to encourage you to do is go and have a look at her beautiful works and you'll see what I mean about how they're uplifting and they're vibrant and the the colours are happy and, and it, I don't know, it harks back to uh, my youth in, in some ways, but also, you know, as, as uh, cycles come around in a cyclical, it's got a new vibe to it as well. So I'd love to hear what you think of it and, uh, yeah, Take a, take a chance on yourself and if there's anything creative that has been bubbling inside of you in lockdown with all of that extra time, give yourself permission. Give it a go. Even if you don't show anyone to start with, just let it out. Kia kaha Christchurch. Christchurch.